This is episode 319 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Cats pulled the plug, Manzano. Yeah, no comment. Will practice? Hankwood. We're talking about practice? Yeah, we're talking about practice. Ryan, poutine is too heavy. Stanizuski. I don't understand how a person can eat more than one serving of poutine a week or a month, let alone like a larger version or multiple times a day. I understand how Canadians insulate themselves now. I eat pudding all the time. I can eat it three times a day. Poutine. I know, I know. I'm teasing. And um, we're also joined by our guest, Paul. I'm the cowboy Heaver. Yeah, the lone, it's Lone Star Open, right? Cowboy. I don't know. Right? That's kind of. I think that kind of jives. <laughs> it is its own country. It can be if they really want to. They can probably figure it out. I don't know. They could use a couple more stars. You know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Oops. I just noticed somebody said they can't hear Paul. So let's double check something. One moment, please. Bum, ba, bum, ba, dum. Ah. That's, you know what? That's exactly what it was. I was like, oh, Paul's just coming in so crystal clear. I don't even have to worry about it. But in fact, he bamboozled himself. Try again, Paul. I'm the Texas national champion. There we go. No mistakes okay. were made at all. <laughs> so, uh, yes, this weekend we had – this past weekend we had the Lone Star Open. We also had today some information about the YT2400 get dropped. And a, our first update in our GSP faction rankings competition. Uh, James is not here, but, uh, but we'll go ahead and uh, give you guys that information. This podcast episode is brought to you by our GSP patrons. Becoming a patron makes you a part of our largest group of supporters here at GSP. You're going to support things like our uh, basically start to the season coming up here. Um, though we are not officially streaming at, uh, at Gen Con, we are going to have some content coming out around there. Uh, we sh shoot a couple of videos and maybe talk about our tournament experiences and things like that. Uh, and then after that, of course, we're going to be off to the races bringing you guys um we have the pastimes store championship we have the nova open we'll be at golden state games uh we're going to be going up to canada for the st lauren open and uh, i'm just bringing you guys those world qualifiers we didn't make it out to the lone star open just because the the um the status of it being a world qualifier came very late for our planning wise but uh if it stays that way we'll probably be there next year it is already going to stay that way um it's official the, yeah brian the to uh, has posted on the crate cord that uh it will be a a world qualifier next year he talked with uh with asmundy Awesome. Just lock just lock it down. Brian's a great guy. Yeah. He's hustling it out, out there. Awesome. I think he's running LVO too. Yep. So. And yeah, we'll be we will be at LVO. I'm not sure if I mentioned that one in my in my list. I don't think I did. LVO will be there. That's in January. Is that right? <laughs> 
All right, so uh, I figure we we have Paul here. Let's go ahead and talk to him about the Lone Star Open. He was our champion of the event, our first world qualifier here in the States. And uh, by the way, shout, quick shout out to Lan Bolo dropping some subs here at the starting of the podcast. All right, Paul, let's start with uh, what your list was. No, false. Eight cards. All right, give me. Oh no, not again! Chat saying uh, muted. Yeah, Paul. I see you. that. What happened oh. here? We could hear you, Paul. We could hear you. Mind. Yeah, man. Just... Maybe I should just never hit the little mute. <laughs> it's not on your end. I don't think. I don't think it's you. Give me one, one more time, Paul. Sorry about that. Okay, so. We're good? I can yep. talk? Yes. Okay. So, uh, I had the thematic list of Anakin, Ada, Siege of Coruscant version, uh, all three of the Siege of Coruscant arcs, and Padme with uh, Marksmanship, which I never remember to use, uh, Proton Torpedoes, and Passive Sensors. So, uh, yes, it's very thematic. Anakin and Padme skipping along with their three burly bodyguards and uh, uh, just mowing things down. Now, I know that James could probably recite you the Padme ability and how that works. For anybody who is not familiar with that card, can you remind us how that one works? So I also had uh, on my phone, I loaded up the Padme AMG Rules Forum questions that were on there <laughs> because I was expecting right. to have something. But no one asked any questions. They just believed me when I told them they couldn't do stuff. But, uh, nice. but basically the, the – short version of it is um if padme has you in her arc then and you're a bad guy then uh you cannot modify more than one focus result on your attack or defense rolls or uh, during attacks so weird like there's weird little corner cases that can happen like if django modifies his own focus he can't shoot you and modify your focus because he's already modified one focus i asked oh. chris just to make sure that that was a weird little corner case thing but all the, that sort of stuff never comes up really the fun ones are when like han and this this happened uh han rolled a um like a single focus on defense and was like oh i only have this one focus token and i've got more shots coming so i'm going to use my ability he rolls it into another focus and goes well i guess i could spend my focus and i go no no you can't you, no. you've already modified a focus <laughs> dirty yeah. absolutely also, dirty yeah the the best feeling is when your opponent is shooting padme and rolls like three eyeballs and you can just kind of see he goes oh Come on. <laughs> Final focus for one. And then you're like, okay, I have an evade token. We dodge it. So the power in this card is the fact that it uses that word modify. And that's when, when defending or performs an attack. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great against Han. Like Padme's job is to be a really mean mother-in-law who just follows Han around and tells him how bad he is at raising kids. And... <laughs> 
makes him so that he can't he can't re-roll without making his life worse. So yeah, she just follows him around and shoots proton torps at him until she runs out and then just tries to not die. So Paul, here's one that I think um, even myself maybe in the past or others have maybe mixed up. Say Han rolls two eyeballs in a blank and he wants to pick it up and re-roll any of it. Can he pick it up because it requires because he normally says re-roll all, or is it yes. like saturation salvo where it, it only will take the maximum number you can? That that in fact Padme and Han is the uh, was the one that I had open in my AMG rules form. And yeah, it's he will pick up as many dice as he can. So he'll pick up the blank and the eyeball and he'll re-roll them. That other eyeball he's not allowed to modify. So it's stuck as an eyeball forever. So he can't do anything with it. Um, so it's like a super blank. But the other two dice results are whatever he gets. So if there are more eyeballs, they're super blanks as well. If he gets like hits or crits, then that's real results. So she's fun. And she shoots proton torps. Single modded proton torps, but proton torps. Now what's Four the dice is better than three dice. Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the point cost history on her? Did she was she just recently brought down to four? Yeah. Yeah, she used to be five. Yeah, I don't know if she gained or lost any loadout. She had a lot before, and I felt like she'd get she had something similar, but maybe not the complete she might have had like juke on top of the passive protons at five before. Man, I don't, I don't even know. I never looked at her at five. Yeah, <laughs> too much. Um, I guess Paul, maybe if you want to go into how the list came about, like beyond just Padme is an annoyance for Han, but like the choices in all the arcs and Anakin SOC, because Padme is just four cost of the list of twenty. How did you come to the rest of it? So um, I played arcs. I, I played a clone list at Worlds, and I really like arcs. So I kept trying out different stuff. Um, uh, when the new points came out, we saw that um, Anakin and Padme and Rick Ali all got dropped in points along with Oddball. So uh, we were like, because I'm working with Travis and Jeremy and and all them, and. We were like, well, let's try all these new cheaper things. And there are four points each, so let's just throw five of them in a blender and see what happens. And uh, tried a couple different iterations. I brought um, Anakin, Oddball Wolf, Rick, and Padme to a store championship and did pretty well there. Um, Rick was not really carrying his weight, though, so uh, I decided to pop over to Jag and just see if you know, more beefy arcs was the answer. Uh, and it did really well in most of my testing. Uh, I, in fact, even played you in one of the, one of my test games, Ryan. And, uh, and that helped me determine what uh, obstacles I needed to use. Cause yeah, the, the smallest rocks is the way to go with that because you have three medium bases and it's just a mess trying to keep them. That's actually the biggest skill of the list is trying to have three medium bases not run into each other and only annoy the opponent. So you get like the biggest part of that list was just sitting there on a table uh, and practicing like what works. I have to do a one bank here and a three bank there and a two bank here and barrel roll. Okay. So if my guys are set up like this, we'll do that and, and so on and so forth. And because you don't want to have to try to figure that out live. Yeah. Each arc being a different initiative can definitely make that a, a difficult task. So just get, taking time sitting down and 
planning out moves and whatnot. Like before a store a store championship I went to this weekend, I like looked and tried to remind myself, all right, how far does a two turn versus a three turn go on an arc? Since I since Oddball has R4P and how can I maximize its usage and know how far it goes. So uh for people I even at home that want to practice, there is more than practicing than just playing a game. You can just sit there and just look at a board, throw an obstacle there in front of your ship a little bit and say, like, what makes it around that? Or if I need to go a certain distance, what do I need to go? Et yep. cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, that's that's the most important part of the list. Um, otherwise, like, Padme just kind of points at whatever is going to be most annoying and tries to drop proton torps into it with passive sensors. And uh, Anakin, like, is just a super annoying little uh, I-6 Ada, so basically you just have to figure out the balance on when to be offensive versus defensive on them because sometimes you you actually do take the the purple lock versus evading and uh when you need to go fast versus if you can afford to go slow on padme so besides i guess the obvious of assault being a, a large strength for this list how do you feel in all the other scenarios uh, well, yeah, like you said, assault is great. Like anytime I run into assault, it's it's awesome. Um, I do well on chance because all my things are four points and half points is two points, and like and they just shoot things. And they have they do have trouble chasing stuff down to kill it because the the arcs aren't really chasers. So um, so being able to get half points is really good. Um, boxes, I'm okay on. It's in in my top four game, I I had Anakin pick up a box on turn two, and it's just like, well, he's now just a, a big, you know, dumb. I I do a move and I shoot kind of guy, but whatever. He's earning me points. Oh yeah, uh, I've <clears throat> I definitely picked up boxes with SOC Obi back at Worlds and just all right. I'm just three three fourths and an evade. Try yep. to shoot me. <laughs> yeah, so boxes I'm not great on um, scramble. Uh, Anakin's great at hitting buttons on scramble and you never care about hitting buttons with the arcs like you'll you'll happily hit buttons and force your opponent to hit buttons you have enough mods coming from other random sources like jags lock and everything so you you can live without your your focus when a lot of opponents can't so i'm i'm cool with the buttons but yeah definitely i would say boxes are probably the the worst one especially since with one agility on your arcs there if an opponent wants to shoot the box off of you they will even with oddball around like so you uh you played uh if, if i saw the post correctly against eight rebel lists correct i played nothing but rebel lists the entire time at also yeah looking at your at your swiss for rounds one through four at least they have have it input in here you played a falcon in every round i i missed one round of falcons yeah the the round five was not against a falcon list yeah that that was the only one that wasn't in there it was a a six ship rebel list with like corin and uh luke and a bunch of like a wings and stuff and how did you go in Swiss? Four uh, uh, one. Trav- Travis beat me, but otherwise I I beat everybody Got else. It. And Travis was also flying like one of those Han ones, right? He was one of the Han players. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, with the practice, um, being that you played a lot of uh, Rebel, and obviously you did well against Rebel, um, you know, minus that Travis one. Did you? How, how did games against like the other meta? 
lists, you know, for example, Vader plus the boys and a bomber and, you know, just like the, um, the initiative five, you know, you have five ships dumping in. Um, did you, who, how did those practice games go against, or did you even have those practice games against those type of um, Empire ones or some of the I've... other meta ones? I've never played a practice game against an Empire list with this list, so it's probably okay. But uh, we we talked about it. Um, we like theory crafted it somewhat, and we're like, well, with Oddball around, it's a little easier to to not lose a ship beforehand. And if they're piling into Oddball, since uh, he has selfless, uh, then at least he they can't uh, initiative kill Oddball. So we think it's okay. But I don't know. Fortunately, it uh, beats Han really well, so I'm I'm super happy with that. Especially since I went against a lot of Hans. Travis just got the twenty of the eighty twenty, like the literal. I went against five Hans and only beat four of them. What did What did he do that was different than the other Hans that got him the win? Um. Well, Travis and I practiced a bunch, so he knew how I was gonna play and where I was going to go and also he knew how to set up rocks better than a lot of my opponents and also by the way any Han players who are playing if you do front back Han please stop just side to side Han that's that's the correct Han don't don't do front back Han I know yes it's been working for you that's because Han's super powerful do side to side Han and that'll eke out a couple more percentage if you get nothing else from this take that but uh but no Travis uh just played a, a solid game and even then, he was pretty sure he was on the like disfavored side. Like he had, he had Luke and Fen survive on one health. Where like so, it was on the knife's edge of of stuff that could have gone wrong, that would have just steam like uh, snowballed pretty quickly. But um, yeah, no, he knew where to put rocks, where to fly Han, like how to react to where I put rocks, like some of. You know, opponents obviously weren't practicing against random three arc lists. So, and I was practicing against all their Han lists leading up to this. So, uh, it helped me out a lot with turn zero, placing rocks, placing my ships. So, everything, and they were un of, unaware of a lot of it. So, they kind of played into a lot of it. And, you know, it made the games a lot easier. And I mean, the, the call, the call on, hey, I'll probably be facing Han, was so good. If you, you just take a, a scroll down the lists that are there, you just see the Falcon, every other <laughs> every other list uh, is in there. So, I mean, it's either Lando or uh, Lando or Han. It's like, this looks something like... I think about a third of the yeah. list were, were some Falcon, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's very popular. Um... I think he's only going to, well, hopefully he gets a little less popular as other people learn how to beat him. But uh, a lot of people kind of just showed up with lists and Han destroyed a lot of, uh, a lot of people's hopes and dreams. Because if you just bring some, uh, some fun lists that you've been playing at your like weekly and, and bring it to a, a world open qualifier, then 
yeah, Han's gonna Han's gonna crush you. Well, here's here's the here's the question. So every time there is a win with an unexpected list, and I would say in general, most people would not have expected Padme, three arcs, and Anakin to be the winning list when you see all these Hans there. Um, since you won already, my qu- are you willing to answer what doesn't this list? like is there is there something that you either think uh or that you know that uh is pretty good against it so we were we were actually talking about what what beats it and i'm not it's not so much like lists beat it as i think tactics beat it more than anything else mm-hmm. um like depending on where you put your rocks and bringing big rocks and and breaking up the the arc lines um, because most of my opponents kind of let me build nice, clear, open areas for the arcs to go flying into and playing with and and make annoying sides of the board for them to make their lives miserable and kind of force them into jousts. So, like, I think it's just a matter of getting some practice and not, like, not letting uh like letting me spread out the damage by you know flying arcs and doing like three turns that i use r4p and then barrel rolling and not being surprised by that you know Mm -hmm. you have to get used to what the the arcs can do because yeah the if you're just expecting like one forwards and and shooting then yeah when the the three turn barrel roll happens you're like oh okay it's over there now (laughs) awesome but yeah, no, I'd be happy to go into any kind of turn zero stuff, like beating Han, beating the list, like any, any kind sure. of cool stuff like that. You I know, love turn zero talk, so I can talk for hours about it. Well, you know what? Let's let's talk about it. Um, it the, the fastest way to get rid of Han is to teach people how to play against Han, right? So let's let's maybe let's talk about that turn zero. How how can I hurt? How can I make a Han player sad with my turn zero? So. Assuming you're better at the joust than Han is, which if you're not, then uh, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, you should probably re- choose a different list. Um, if you're better at the joust than, than Han, then, because Han's not really a joust list. He's he's kind of a, he'll survive whatever you kind of do, and he'll just spread damage out with his Han, like Biston's ability and shooting torps and stuff into you. And he'll, and he, Han doesn't die to start with. And then he'll just eventually get to the point where he can dive in on you and do like a range one shot and initiative kill you. And like Fen can do another shot and initiative kill one of your other ships. And then he kind of snowballs from there, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to like start in your face. Cause that's usually pretty bad for Han. Uh, so what I do, uh, assuming I'm I'm better and in the joust and also setting up first, which is what this list does, because like I'm setting up jagged I three and all the other arcs are going to be like near him, obviously. So it's you're super telegraphing your turn zero play, like where your ships are going to be. So what you do is you take your first whatever the biggest rock you can find on the board. I brought three small rocks, but everybody always brings something large, mm. and you set it pretty much in the middle but all the way as far on the opponent's side as possible so it's like range two from their board edge in the middle and then you kind of do like a little quarter circle from there that's the the crescent that I, I know ryan we've talked about this sort of thing before so you set up like a little quarter circle so that one quarter of the board is basically a bad side to start in 
mm -hmm. and sometimes and the direction you go is not based on objectives or anything. I don't care where the objective markers are. Uh, the the direction you go is based on where your opponent is placing the first his first rock or maybe second if you know if you're placing second. Mm -hmm. Like you want to just make one half of the board, either the right half or the left half, just absolute trash with as much garbage as possible so that no one wants to fly over there and then you set up all your stuff on the clear side and they either with han they either put han all the way in the corner so that he doesn't really have any choice but to go four forward on the first turn or they put him kind of diagonally to try to skirt the the hellscape of asteroids that you have mm -hmm. like have the all the rocks on one side and have your list on the other in which case you know where he's going so just put your arcs in front of him and uh and you can kind of do that with really any list that can out joust him just make one side of the board absolute trash um but yeah if he sets up in the far corner what i've been doing yeah, kind of like what you have there as a picture. That, mm. that's, that's neat. So, yeah, if he sets up in the far corner, like inside, uh, like yeah, not there, but the other spot. Yeah, if he sets up over there, then all I do is just make a hard turn on the first turn. Just just send all the arcs in that direction because he's gone going four forward because there's no way he's going to squeeze through any of the that weird little crescent that you put in mm -hmm. so one of my opponents actually when he saw me do the the two turn on the first turn and he yep. went four forward his second turn he just turned onto a rock like he's, <laughs> he just, he just oh, instantly no. <laughs> it caught me by surprise yeah he just he just dropped himself on a rock yeah and my arcs were now pointing at nothing because Han did not keep going forward and I'm like oh okay so then fortunately like nothing really happened at that point yeah. yet so so my arcs were able to turn back around and then they're chasing behind Han at that point and things went badly for him after that but it was it was interesting because I did have to move uh, my arcs through my own asteroid hellscape to catch up with Han and I mean but the arcs can if one of them lands on a rock it's not the end of the world like <laughs> oh no I've taken one or two damage whatever um but yeah yeah and if he so if he sets up there i just hard turn in and we fight in the upper right corner mm -hmm. and you're doing rocks rocks not like debris or i bring small rocks okay but i place whatever the biggest thing is that's available but i, I bring I, I the know smallest Paul, going into uh the good practice game we had that you were using larger gas clouds originally, because you, you still like the idea of bringing large obstacles for Han to deal with to make this crescent in case other Hans bring small stuff as well. Yes, but so, no no other Hans are bringing small stuff. They all bring, they're all bringing big debris clouds, so like yeah. for Chopper to fly over and everything, but he still doesn't want to land on them or fly through them if he doesn't have to, but yeah. So yeah, either he sets up there and goes straight, or he sets up kind of diagonally in the corner and goes kind of into the middle with all the rocks on his side. In which case, you just kind of, you know, you don't fly it where he was, you fly it where he's going to be. And, uh, and oh, nope, not there. Oh, I guess he could go there, but I've never seen them go there. Because usually <laughs> yeah, you, there's... You had to write the first Yeah, I had yeah. to write the first time. I was just, yeah. double, just double checking. Cut across the middle and diagonal. And you just yeah, gotta lead him where he's going with yeah. arcs, not like where he was. Yeah, because he's he's going to. You have to kind of make sure that you'll keep the one straight, 
um covered but also the four straight and the boost so it's, that's pretty hard that's you gotta you gotta work on that one but usually if you can get a ship in front of him so that he can't do the four straight and boost then that makes your life a lot easier even if it's if it's anakin or padme or an arc it doesn't matter what it is just something to limit where he's going because you know he's not going to turn into the rocks and he's not going to turn to get closer to the arcs so like you know his path the 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 whole big thing about han is figure out what his path is and catch him so so that's that's my uh my turn zero strategy in a nutshell for against han is uh if you didn't bring a list that's out jousting han then find a new list and <laughs> step and, one yeah, step one. And then uh, when you set up stuff, make it so that Han, Han's path is super obvious to everyone unless he, like, because Han does not want to have to make, figure out things on the fly and make choices and stuff because he is mortal. He only has the one agility and, uh, and, and, you know, so much health. So you get a couple of good shots on him. You can have him pretty easily. And then, I mean, the arcs are super good at, always having target on han because of the butt arcs and everything mm -hmm. but that was anything, one of the, anything can do it so um that's that's um you know one of the things that you keep saying is make sure to bring a list that will out just out joust out joust that's uh, mm -hmm. uh sorry uh, english is my second language um so anyway you're saying bring a list that can out joust han how do people know that it can out joust han on a list like like how would you how would you define that and you know and, and it's not han i mean it's out jousting han fen um maybe han, han fen yeah. luke uh so there's you know a, a six six five there that um is going to be throwing uh, well actually considering han is two it's a six 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 five uh and what and then whatever is like cleaning up the rear for af after that yeah no that's that's a great question actually because um if in general i don't like bringing a lot of like two attack die ships that maybe get three dice like anakin's the closest thing i i bring to it and the only reason i'm I'm okay with that is because he's I six and can reposition and everything to make sure he gets the gets his thing going. And also it's not the end of the world if Anakin only rolls a two die shot. Like he's not he's there to kind of hunt down uh the stragglers that the arcs can't get more than anything else. But yeah, um I would want to have a lot of three die shots. Um a lot of ways to like cheat mods like uh like i have jag and wolf and everything to get extra mods out of things um but like uh i would think like i haven't tried a big chunky like fo type list but i know that they kind of don't like having a bunch of you know i6 shots into them and then you lose the tie fighter like if you lose scorch before he gets to shoot then that's you're, you're like oh well that's you you don't want to lose ships too easily so i don't know i would say the the end version of it is just try to joust them just get a friend and be like hey let's you just come at me and uh throw some dice at me and if if you if han wins too often then uh, i obviously can't do it but for the most part like five three die attacks is kind of where i draw the line of like this is where i want to go like about 15 red dice 
um, and be relatively hardy so that like a single or two I six attacks aren't going to kill you. Cause I mean, Han's not going to double tap the same guy. So you just have to survive Han and Fen, and then you're into the I fives where, you know, at least if, if Luke's also shooting a torp at something then, and yeah, maybe that'll kill it, but a three, a three and a four. Yeah. But if everything he has is shooting at one thing of yours and then you shoot back with everything you have left, then hopefully you kill one of theirs or at least half Han and kind of cripple him. So yeah, about 15 red dice is about where I, I call. This is about where I want to be. Is, Dion, is that Dion having fun with his graphic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a, a science. It's more of an art form, you know, like... I was pretty happy with uh, with the arcs because yeah, Han's not killing um, any of the arcs before they can shoot, like Han and and Fen and and Luke. Like even if they're shooting into Jag, okay, Jag's gonna survive uh, a three die attack, a three die attack, and a proton torp. That's not gonna kill him. And also Padme makes everything work so much better on tempo wise, like it just slows them down that little bit. Yeah, if you point at blank space and Han just boosts past you, you're like, oh, well, I guess I lost this game. <laughs> like, Yeah, at, at that point, it just becomes reps and flying and knowing where to put your ships. Yeah. Uh, in any of your games that, that um, people just try to come at Padme from multiple angles and Ranger 1 and nuke it, or were they mostly um, focused on the arcs? So people have tried to kill Padme first. Um, usually... I'm, I mean, usually I'm okay with it because Padme has her own evade token and the arc can toss focus tokens at her. So, uh, with born for this, so like her survivability is actually surprisingly high considering like, you're like, Oh, she's just five health, two defense dice and a, an evade token. I can, I could take that. And also all the, all the pain they put into her means they're not you know, killing an arc and the arcs are where the majority of the constant damage comes from. Um, Padme just has her two proton torps. And then after that, she's pretty much useless. Like at that point, everybody's all separated out, like spread out. And uh, I was there. Is that the internet killing cat, Marcel? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, after like, as long if she gets both torps off, even though they're like single modded torps, if she gets them both off, then I count that as a win with her. Like, but yeah, people have gone after her. It usually she doesn't end very well. Like, basically, the rule is if you see an arc on the table, kill the arc. Oh, well, I can see you're talking, but I can't hear you. But nothing's coming through. Can you hear me? better did you find yourself forcing the oh no <laughs> in and out again 
Um, just shake um, your head. Maybe you can talk about because the the end one is a very particular ship. To get those evades, you do three speed moves. So yeah, do you have a certain pattern of movement? Like on the first turn, you're generally going slower, faster, or you know what kind of pathing are you looking for to maximize Padme's uh, arc time? So usually I set up uh, Jag on the inside most, then Oddball, Wolf, and then Padme all the way on the outside. So most often what she does is like a five straight on turn one because nobody ever set up opposite the three arcs and Padme. Um, that would be just suicide for most lists. Um, so yeah, normally she just goes five forward on turn one and does like a boost. And then like for turn two, which is usually the turn you start getting into things, like she'll do a three bank and, uh, and use passive sensors. And then after that, usually she'll do just a slow move because most often people are not shooting at Padme, they're shooting at uh, they're shooting at the arcs, and I'm fine. Like she doesn't need the evade token at that point. Um, she just needs to keep her arc on things. So yeah, she'll do a slow move on turn three, and again use passive sensors. Basically, passive sensors is the button you hit twice, and then after you've used passive sensors to shoot your uh, the two torps, uh, then she just focus evades and runs around doing objective stuff for a while. So for our visual learners, is that, I just make sure I, I, I picked up what you were saying, something something like this? Uh, Padme no. would be on the farthest to the outside. Not at all like that. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, I missed, I was, I was trying to get it ready quickly. No worries. Uh, it's Jag, Oddball, Wolf, Padme, J-O-W-P. So Jag, Jag on the, Except on the opposite side. From the side. inside out. Inside yeah. out. Okay. So P-W-O-J, if you're going to put it on the left side. P-W-O-J, got it. Yeah. And then Anakin would be on, is is, is soloing over here? Uh, he sometimes does that. It depends on where the opponent places their stuff. If they, mm -hmm. if they put all their stuff on that side, and remember that side is the asteroid hellscape. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if they put all their stuff on that side, no, Anakin doesn't go there. Uh, Anakin will just kind of hang out either in the middle or he'll hang out in uh, next, like behind Padme. Um, but if they kind of spread out and have like a couple ships flying through the asteroids and stuff, then yeah, Anakin definitely can does the um, does the flanker thing. So a lot of times when we see multiple initiative ships at different levels. Uh, set up in a corner mostly from the inside to the out it's low to high but obviously we see uh from j-o-w-p it's a three a five a four and a four so that oddball movement i i assume you practice as you talked about a lot and how to work with it now having that oddball be in the middle of all that being the highest issue moving last with someone to their right moving first overall and two people to the left moving second amongst the list mm -hmm. yeah that that is a lot of work to uh to get used to moving all that stuff um if if they're kind of just going towards the center like going straight first turn and then banking second turn and coming in then usually that's relatively easy to keep track of uh that's the most often thing what you end up doing um, because there's usually a nice big open area in the center. By the way, if you want to make my life more difficult um, when I'm playing this list, put rocks in the center area where and like make them um, not 
not all clumped up together, but wide enough that I can't get two arcs near each other basically at the same time. So I have to kind of spread out even more because the arcs do not like spreading out. Um, but yeah, so like put one basically just on the other side of the center objective, basically from you. And uh, yeah, like basically what you got there, the, those three little circles, that, that makes my life really much more difficult. And with just getting the arcs and moving them around places. Um, but yeah, yeah, generally, uh, if you have to do, the, uh, if you have to do the two turn opening with them, uh, what you end up doing is Jag and Oddball do the two turns and then they bow roll back to your board edge. That way, Wolf has a nice open slot and he can kind of go straight forward and kind of take the lead at that point. Like, it'll, and then you'll have Jag and Wolf with Oddball kind of behind. That was the, the, the biggest thing to kind of have to deal with because if you do the two turn on the first turn to kind of have the fight happen in the other corner then you um, you would have yeah Wolf who's a lower initiative behind Oddball and that is just a mess otherwise so yeah you have to do some barrel rolls to start with there but, um, but otherwise you can do um, like a if they're all even and you do like a, a three bank with oddball and like a two bank with wolf and then barrel rolls behind jag then then usually like stuff like that works out pretty well so uh so yeah yeah you just have to sit and practice it on the board a few times to to get used to okay if we're set up like this this is how we turn so that two turns from now i'm not completely hosed you talk about barrel rolling the arcs a lot that was something i practice with uh, the two arcs I brought in my Republic list to store champ this past weekend. Um, and I, it, it sounds obvious or it, it, it was obvious when I found out, but I didn't really think about it before a barrel with a medium base is the same distance as a barrel with a small base because a medium is a one and a half and you're flipping the uh, horizontal one straight for the barrel vertical. And it's the same total distance of being a two straight. And the the forward back distance is huge with the the medium base barrel roll. So yeah, barrel rolls are great. I, I use them a lot just because especially with uh Jag and Wolf, you have passive mods kind of that, that just kind of show up. So yeah, as long as you can shoot something, get a Jag lock, have Wolf use Jag's lock and Jag gets another lock, then even if you're barrel rolling, you're still getting good mods. Obviously you don't want to if you don't have to, but you, you're okay with it. Cause yeah, these ships are, there's no linked actions. There's no, you just, you just move them towards something and hope that you manage to figure out what your opponent is doing and they're in front of the like lawnmower that is a three arcs pointed at them. Lawnmower out the front, wood chipper out the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the getting that's actually an important part is you want to be able to get that those back shots. Otherwise like a big chunk of your, your arc offense is is nerfed. So yeah, that's when you have to kind of plan out, okay, this is the turn that Jag's going to do a three-turn and barrel roll, but the other two arcs are still going straight so that Jag has a front-back shot. The other two arcs are just shooting front into this thing. Maybe I block something onto Jag. Okay, now Jag's going to do another three-turn, clear the – or two-turn, sorry, and clear the stress. And the other guys – and then 
there was a picture once where uh, from the finals when Jeremy did a a absolutely perfect Luke Talon roll where I have three arcs all pointed in different directions and Luke Talon rolled into the middle of all three of them so that none of them could fire at him. It was great. Like, but but yeah, he's just like this little Luke with like perfectly set in between two arcs that are pointing in opposite directions and pointed at a third arc that is like parallel like perpendicular to all three of them and i was just like oh cool i didn't see that one coming so yeah congratulations and then i think i think anakin and padme punished him for for being there though so it was all good how often do you find yourself using the the k-turn on the arc 170s or do you try to avoid it um i used it pretty often but um yeah, I try not to. I tr I would prefer to do the have already been starting to do like two turns with them or three turns depending on which arc it is, and and then just do another one because if they're all facing the same way and they're all just K turning and everything, eventually for one thing, there's rocks in different places, so they're going to stop you. But um, and especially since you put those rocks in probably the bad place that is in the opposite corner from where you're starting. So it's it's my own fault that I'm not K-turning half the time because I'm pointed at rocks. So usually it's, yeah, two turns and then another two turn. Uh, with the front and back arcs, assuming you planned ahead a little bit, usually you get, you know, shots when you're doing your two turn. And then, so it's not like a completely wasted turn. And even if it's not, you have other arcs and hopefully things aren't going too badly. So, uh, two questions. One of them is, is just from the, one of the things that I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of, I mean, Empire uh, and in the whole LS, uh, LSO, I think there was a couple lists in there, um, which is Empire is usually what people fly most, and then Rebel comes in second. I know Han is probably contributing uh, to that, but you still got Han's, Vader. Han's, Han's broken that, that pattern. In the last couple of big events, it's been mm. Rebels as the most. Yeah, and then the other question, oh, well, actually, the other question was more of a public service announcement. <laughs> so I, I've seen people trying to make uh, SunFact work. Uh, stop. <laughs> There's just like medium and large base galore. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, stop, it's not stop. even that. Don't, don't so even try. So I, I, did a, I did a lot of testing with a, a separatist that I was ready to bring to the store champ I went to this past weekend, which, by the way, I've said a couple times, Four City Open, it was a great event. Those guys at Canada was awesomely ran. Big props to them. If they're going to do it again next year, you should go to it if you can. Um, but the separatist list I was trying, it was like Sunfot, Grievous, T81, uh, Dirge, and a Vulture. Honestly, like, yeah, it is concerning that Honda is existing and there's more medium-based and large-based ships around. But I think the thing that, like, to me, that scared me the most trying Sunfog was other I-6s, and there's more of them out there now because a lot of them got cheaper. Yep. And I cannot exist in a saturation salvo arc at all. <laughs> those are terrifying. I have to play perfectly against those tie bombers. I have to be I have to I have to do what Fen Rao can do, except I don't have a bank boost. I need to go from range four to range one. And I can't really do that with a three bank because I have a three bank straight boost, not a bank boost. Yep. Yeah, I I love separatists and I spent a lot of time playing separatists, but I shelved them for now. Because yeah, Sunfac is is not doing it. 
Um, and it's not his fault. It's just the meta is, you know, moved into a spot that he's not really strong against. So, yeah, stuff like Grievous is still great. Dirge is still great. Um, you're probably, if you're playing Separatist, you're probably going to bring at least one. Uh, well, you're probably bringing a, uh, a, a Fire Spray of some variety. Just because, again, going back to um, going back to out jousting Han, like, you're going to want to have, oh, and, of course, Dis is uh, T81 is still a great, too. You're going to want to be able to have a bunch of, I uh, of three die shots that aren't just going to collapse when uh, Fen and Han look at them. So yeah, Sunfac is, is definitely does not fit the does not collapse when Fen and Han look at them. Unfortunately, Sunfac collapses under almost any fire, <laughs> any actual threatening fire, even if it's just one. He's still very concerned because he would like to. He only has a single mod the entire turn for his offense or defense. Yep. So, was this the second uh, world qualifier, or, or have there been other ones? I know that the UK one, since the current point change, UK this, was first, and this is the second or third? Yeah, this is the first in the US, but is the second overall, I believe. So, the first one was won by Bartos with the Han, and then Han started getting saturated, and everybody's flying Han because he's great. Um, what is your, and then also for Dion and Ryan, well, like, what do you guys think? You think that, uh, because of this result, you know, the next one is Gen Con in two weeks, we're going to be seeing a bunch of Republic, uh, Padme, uh, I know, uh, James would love to hear that Padme, uh, Republic, Padme and arcs and stuff like that. I would love to to see a bunch of it. I'm not sure how much people can get good at it in two weeks if they haven't already like been playing uh, arcs before. But but yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I think it has a really good matchup against the Han Boogeyman, and is solid against every other list that I played against. Like you're at least in the game. Um, generally, I lose because uh, I'm outplayed tactically by my opponent. Not like. Hey, I'm never. I was never in this game. It's like, oh, I was in it. I just, you know, messed up with an arc. So if you, I know uh, you are Marshall of Nova Open, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you were to tell someone what they should play at Nova that wasn't Han and <laughs> wasn't the list you just won with, what would you say? Um, I mean, Marcel was talking about it some before. Like, I, I still think Imperial has something there. They have a lot of I-5 and I-6 shots that are, again, three-die shots with decent mods. Like, I think some people are like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not fully in on the bomber thing because the bombers just kind of like fly forward and shoot things. But, I mean, that's what arcs do too. But I think arcs just do it better at not dying yeah so if, if i'm bringing ships that just fly forward and shoot things i i'm not sure i want to I, I think i go back to arcs just because i like the bigger base and everything on it but like vader is still great um Sintir is pretty cool like and then you get it like a pair of i6s that way and then like bring some medium bases you got you got Faroff is still a fine ship um Rampage. No one's playing Rampage. He's great. Um, 
maybe not great, but he's at least playable, I think, now. <laughs> I think right, Mornikey no, and... Table closure, triple strain someone. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I think Mornikey and Rack, um, both, you know, whichever, whichever flavor you like, still has legs. It's still 16 health or... Four, yeah, mm -hmm. 16, right? Still 16 health. Um, tanky with their reinforced and, and yeah. their mods and the ability to load them up with all kinds of force users and yeah rack and was the stuff. rack was the only imperial ship to or imperialist he was in the imperialist that made the cut it was six rebels me and uh one imperial that was a rack list maybe not a rack list but you know it had rack in it a list with rack in it yeah because yeah. i think uh one of the store champs that i went to was won by a uh, rack vader Sunter and then just an academy pilot getting objectives. Um, solid enough. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have not uh, played against a large base ship with death troopers, and that is a very good upgrade on rack. Oh yeah, and uh, can put thing could put a lot of things in jail. Like a fang does not want to be near that because it would like to reposition focus. If it, if it can, if it's in its optimal spot, it can just focus. Cool. But um, especially if you have Rack with Death Troopers and Seven Sister, they don't combo together. They just cover more ground of a really terrible things. And your opponent can choose which one they want to be the worst thing for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think Imperial would to answer your question would be like my suggestion if they were like, I don't want to play Han and I don't want to play Arcs and stuff. I'd be like, well, Imperial might be the list for you then. You know, Gen Con for me has always like looking at thinking about the lists that are brought. You definitely have a a mix. You have the core players that are going to be following the meta, but you also get a pretty good sprinkling of like, hey, this is like people's like one big tournament a year because it's at something like a Gen Con. So we might we might get some more variety just off just off of that. But my guess yeah. is people who are playing Han and planning on bringing Han. And even if they see this result, what they'll do is they'll they'll look at the standings and they'll say, well, look at all those Hans that did really, really well. Ah, I should be fine. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be I'd be I'd be happy with a top eight win. One, two, three, four, five out of the, uh, the top eight had a had a Han solo in it. Yeah. Oh, and and the prizes here are spectacular. Like in case you haven't looked at the uh, the the world's prizes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of Han on your page there. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, the and they go super deep. Like it, like they were giving out the cardboard for all the Jedi out to was that sixteen or thirty two? No, sixteen, sixteen, thirty two. It was I don't know. Oh, thirty two. Yeah, yeah, the cardboard's thirty two. Yeah, so it's awesome. Like like we had. We were telling people don't don't drop like even if you go two and three you'll get a cool cardboard sheet with like five Jedi on it like even if you don't even play Republic like these are cool things you can give them to your friends and do something with it I'm sure mm -hmm. but uh, but like if if you're looking to get good prizes Han's not bad for doing that like to to like carry you to. Uh, like he has a high floor basically so mm -hmm. he can carry you to to a decent position if you're like uh i'm probably not good enough to win the thing but i can probably you know get up into the top 16 maybe even top eight if if i'm you know if i get lucky yeah especially if you keep your arc sideways like proper han players 
<laughs> so, so hearing, you know, doing the um, the asteroid setup that you said, your turn zero, and basically uh, point and shoot and out joust. And I'm just just thinking out of the top of my head other things that people that uh, don't necessarily want to fly Republic or they don't own Republic, they don't own three arcs. You have to. That's that's a thing that you got to consider. You have to own mm -hmm. three arcs. Oh yeah, it's it's not cheap it's to buy three yeah. arcs. Um, so another thing, I guess this isn't much cheaper, but um, <laughs> the I think the the I'm gonna call it you know we, we we're calling it five T seventies even though it's not really five T seventies, but but it's like the five T seventy or it's the four plus one. Um, or yeah, you get usually like the four, and then you get like Jarek in there or something with the mag pulse, uh, so you can get Nian and Elo both in there. But that essentially, I mean, just by hearing the way that you did it, minus the um, you know the the Padme doing Padme things, I mean, it sounds like a very survivable jousting block that could do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I type of I like five. I like the air quotes five T seventy with like you know, Kaz or whatever is, you know, mm -hmm. in there. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it does, it has 15 dice. Uh, it has, it's survivable enough that probably two shots aren't going to kill it. Um, in fact, even three shots might not even, like, because, yeah, seven health behind two agility with, you know, some defense mod is, is reasonable. And it has, has a decent number of tricks. Like, yeah, especially if you have Neen and Elo in there, if you squeeze them in, like, they're great. Um, if you find room for Poe Falcon, then you can join the, all the other Falcons that are in there, just a different Falcon. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like a resistance five ship list with a bunch of three die attacks and you find like M9G8 to get a little extra modification. And yeah, M9G8's amazing. Um, but yeah, you don't wanna just be three dice single modded uh, attacks like times five because you'll probably be okay but you know the you're you're riding a bit of variance there if uh if things go your way or go against you like two or three uh attack die rolls in a row you're just you're like oh well i guess i lose yeah. yeah yeah it's a good point again i think those double mods right now are uh finding a way to double mod or either one of two things either double mod or have an offensive plus defensive mod so maybe not a double mod attack but like a way to mod defense and a way to mod offenses mm -hmm. is a yeah, thing because that's where where i've fallen short uh is, is usually that uh my single mod attacks will do like a hit blank blank and then you're or a focus blank blank and and you're just like ah um so so need a way to uh, get that that extra reroll in there somewhere or that extra turn blank to hit something mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and oh sorry so i was just saying this list just got it's got me it's got my 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 head turning because here, here's the thing paul so um i i have been just like with my my newest baby and stuff i've been super busy i decided i'm gonna play at gen con but i haven't played outside of a one store championship where i just came in brought in a random list like net listed something and did terrible but had a good time um i might just grab 
I just might grab your list and go go be terrible, but have some. It, it sounds like okay. if I just don't want to play, I don't want to fly Han, and I want a chance. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I just bring it just so that I don't feel completely terrible by bringing. Try to farm other Hans. Like try to farm the Hans, but, and yeah, and uh, yeah, just just practice moving the arcs on the table when you know when your kid's napping, and uh, she doesn't sleep, Paul. She never sleeps, man. <laughs> But that anyway, sometime no. for like 30 <laughs> minutes at a pop, <laughs> bro, we could talk later. Yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. I, li I like the beef. Uh, the Padme, if somebody hasn't seen it before, definitely has a gives that eye boggle effect. The what? The, excuse me. The, the what? It'll be yep. it'll be fun. And Anakin is is super fun when, like, you try to you try to use Anakin kind of as bait. Like, people are saying like, "Oh, Anakin is fragile," and I'm like, "What? What Anakin are you playing? Like, if if I want Anakin to not die, I don't think he dies. Like, you just put him next to Oddball, and he he can eat whatever uh, focuses are thrown his way. Like, a lot of times, I'll take target locks with Anakin on the opening." round of combat because I'm like, here, I want you to think you can get Anakin and shoot at him. And like, oh no, he's he's got a target lock and only two force. You could take him. Uh, he just also has three friendly focuses nearby with Born for this. And, uh, and then even if you get two damage through on him, he just leaves for two rounds and regens twice. And then your entire round that you did was wasted. So as long as he doesn't die, die. You know, you you don't care about Anakin taking damage and taking shots. You want it. You basically you want them to shoot anything that's not an arc as much as possible. Because once they figure out that they can just kill the arcs, that that's when things kind of go bad. Because you don't want the games to go long, because mm -hmm. the arcs die. Uh, which I mean sounds obvious, but uh, but yeah, they're they're one agility. They'll take whatever chip damage comes comes at them. So you have to do through the objectives and make sure the games end reasonably quickly. So, so that's why I'm kind of worse at the um, at uh, boxes because, mm -hmm. like, you know, you can do the objectives but have your opponents kick the boxes off you and you're like, oh, well, that Sad. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not earning points anymore, so I have to, I have to win the fight. Like, because if the game goes to turn eight or nine, you probably lost the game because your arcs are all dead by that point. Right. All right. All right. So you're saying uh, slow play. Make sure you get four rounds in. <laughs> well then, I'm He's gonna have I'm gonna have my that. eyes on you don't, at Nova. Don't open, don't so. do it at Nova. Yeah. I, I know Paul. Uh, very low tolerance for uh, for slow play. Yeah. I guess uh, Paul, if you want to take this time, I guess and plug Nova. Yes, I do want to take this time and plug Nova. So, um, so yes, we only have like 55 people signed up so far for Nova. And I think Nova should have a ton more people than that. But uh, so, so please come to Nova. It'll be awesome. Uh, it's in DC. You can come and if you sign up for the Friday, you can go out with all the other X-Wing players on Saturday and go to the, go to the Smithsonian and go like hopping around to all the, um, doing all the tourist stuff. Um, or you can be like, hey, all the good players are playing Friday and doing tourist stuff on, on Saturday. I'm going to do the opposite and go do the tourist stuff on Friday. Uh, that works too. Because, yeah, it's it's going to be a great 
convention. We're in a new new spot in actual DC. Uh, I haven't seen it, but it looks pretty. Um, is it is still in the same area, or is it no? It's a different. It's like into DC now, into DC oh, okay. proper now, not in uh, Arlington. Arlington. Same airport though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same airport. You ah. still fly into DCA. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a great time. Um, and that's when again? Uh, Labor Day weekend, whenever that is. Okay, I think that's like September. It's in September. Yeah. yeah, I know because that that's the, that's the one where we don't have to like tear down everything super fast on a Sunday and run to catch an airplane. Because number one, they usually the flights aren't late enough, and usually there's not work on Monday, so that usually works out. Yep. Yeah, I I remember the date because yeah, I'm flying out August 31st, which is the Thursday. So Nova is September first, second, and third, the Friday mm-hmm. Saturday. Yep. Technically, there's also course. stuff happening on the Thursday if you want to come and, and play side events and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the um, it's going to be super fun and it's a great tourist destination if you want to do touristy things and you haven't done DC stuff. We can give you all kinds of uh, advice to do on the off day. You can bring family if you want and and go send them to do stuff and then do stuff with them and we'll we'll be done by dinner time like every day so you'll be able to go out and have dinner with friends and family and go out on the town if you want and then try to play in the finals afterwards go right ahead it'll be great (laughs) but uh but yeah no it'll it'll be swell you should definitely come if you haven't signed up already because we don't have a, a ton of people signed up for it and i was very sad about that Let's go. Don't make, don't make me sad. Let's get signed up. Nova Open. NovaOpen.com. That's e- easy. Make it happen. All right, real quick here. Um, just want to give a quick update for our uh, rankings as of as of um, this weekend and the Lone Star Open. Um, you can see that uh, I, Dion, am in the lead. Uh, when it comes to the uh, the rankings, Ryan is excited to dethrone me very quickly, though, as we get uh, more real results. So we'll see what happens. You all put scum at last. We did. I mean, it's true, but you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my only thing was I didn't even know, like, I wasn't trying it. I didn't care for it. I was like, I, I don't know where to put them, but I know where to put other stuff, so Scum goes last for me. They, they have a lot of fun stuff. If something happens to Han and uh, he gets dethroned, I think uh, Scum might have some lists out there that can be played, but right now they, they're too weak to him. Yeah. I, I like my number one and two. I think uh, I would probably keep the same way, but drop first order down to, like, above separatists so i think that's what's keeping me back but i like rebel republic i still like my chances rebel mm-hmm. republic yeah. empire I think resistance me being the only yeah. person not having rebel number one because i'm in my mind that was the, that was the long-term pick like right um come after nova or maybe after pack unplugged and we have like multiple qualifiers going you know, when people try to figure out how how to fight against han and a lot of the premium rebel stuff think that's where my head was at although uh i i don't currently like how low i put resistance originally 
All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that ends up shaking out. Uh, Well, the other big thing that we have to talk about, and uh, Paul, no pressure. You can go, or if you want to hang out, is uh, the the 2400 uh, coming out. The Lebo Dash. Yeah, I can stick around and talk a little bit about this. It looks cool. So... (laughs) Can can I say like I I'm excited to talk about what we are getting. I I do want to say I'm I have I'm a little disappointed. Only in only in the fact that I wish that we that I feel like they they had an opportunity to add some more pilots when we talk about the um the 2400 showing up in Star Wars Rebels and uh and they didn't maybe it was just you know they they spent their development time on just re- completely reworking it and it's just using the pilots that we had already but it could I mean I don't know when when else are you going to have an opportunity to drop those maybe it's in a future uh Hot Shots 3 Hot Shots 3 type of pack yeah. and I think the other um missed opportunity was to add a little bit of uniqueness between the the scum and the rebel versions i, I mean you can't see the rebel uh label but the uh the dash looks to be exactly the same you just look at the end of the text um to the right um assuming label is probably the same so i think it would have been nice to give them a little bit of extra flair but uh let's talk about it but i actually have a question um I also saw that there was um, reworded dash cards as well. Oh, there they are. So are these the are are they being reprinted or are they being modified? Like custom cards. Yep, okay. this is just what they are now. They well, should have different types. Yeah, they have different they titles to them. Yeah, this is okay. Freighter for Hire and Wisdom of Ages. Okay, so it, so everything that came in the old Dash, uh, to, uh, those are still not going. The, They're those banned. are probably going to stay banned. And, well, why would they stay well, banned? They're, well, they're, they're in extended, so they're probably going to stay. Well, not banned, but they're going to stay well, why, not. Why would they stay in extended, though? We got Hawks from the Scum Pack, so all of the Hawks that were in extended moved to standard. So I, I don't see we'll why see. there would be any difference. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't think currently dash is bad. ten points, so I don't think we have to worry too much about old. He's dash effectively banned. Back. Yeah, well, but, I mean, yeah. I, my guess with with the reprint, the the change in the sensor blackout, the complete change in the uh, uh, like it doesn't have a four die native anymore. It's now three. It's probably just easier for AMG to say this either stays an extended or gets banned, just like to, n- to just... avoid any confusion or any just like this is the new one. This is what it's going to be. Old one doesn't exist anymore. Fair. Even if it's pointed so high, it's like All why right. even? Well, let's let's uh, we're, we're talking and uh, for the for the audio listeners, I realized yeah, we, I know I know I jumped in, but we haven't even read the cards so let's go through that let's read the cards yeah is that, is that your ryan's job <laughs> that's my we job rotate here. Yeah. <laughs> we wrote that's right we'll rotate i'll take i'll take it today i'll take the uh we'll start we'll start with the customized dash so this is the freighter for hire uh, initiative five we see that we have the three attack dice with a rotating arc, two agility, six hull, four shields. During the engagement phase, you ignore the effects of obstacles that you are overlapping. And then we have that sensor blackout, which uh, is the is the kind of uh, 
the, the, the donut of death here for these 2400s. While you perform a primary attack at range 0 to 1, you roll one fewer attack die. And then there's a space, second paragraph, while you defend at range 1, you roll one fewer defense dice. That, that, that addition of the, uh, the defense makes it real bad to let people into into your uh into your range one yeah especially an i6 with reposition that could boost into your donut like every i6 that exists in the matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> not gonna be good for dash yeah um yeah i mean and it's uh everything else is pretty much standard well outside of the now the uh, I'm assuming that the Outrider title is going to be re-released with the text that is on the standard loadout as well. So I mean, it, it will have. I mean, that's the assumption, right? The Outrider title will probably get re-released with this with this errata, with this errata, mm -hmm. um, which which says I'm not going to read the whole cards for the standards, but just that part. It says while you perform a primary attack at range three, roll an additional attack die. While you perform an attack, if your attack is obstructed by an obstacle, I, it's so hard to read. You may change one of the defenders' evades to a focus. So it's basically um, juke, juke, yeah, yeah. Juke, trick shot, juke. See, I think juke, this might. Juke shot. Might support Ryan's uh, thought that they're not going to uh, allow dash because old school four attack die dash with this outrider title like dash to him would be a terrifying five dice monstrosity. So I'm assuming they're not going to allow that, but yeah. who knows? Also, there'd be two outrider titles that have the exact same name and single dot now, too, if they're re releasing the outrider title. Well, I mean, I mean, that, that was Slave One. Yeah, I was going to say Slave 1 had two. One got banned for obvious reasons uh, that it was changing the dial. But there's still a possibility. I do agree, though. Mixing the old Outrider with this new dash ability. Or, sorry, the, the new Outrider with the old dash uh, could be pretty interesting. I'm assuming they're not going to allow interesting. it. Yeah, interesting <laughs> is then way expensive. How do they? This just a quick thought. How do they differentiate the the two slave ones on the point sheet? Separatist and scum. But the current slave one can be used in both. Right. Only the original one that changed dials could only do scum and not separatist and scum. So they have it. They know. have it that that way. Listed in scum. I'm just curious. I, I, this seems more likely that it'll end up being listed as an errata. It just it it feels feels that way because you have they'll both be just the outrider. I mean that's a guess. We'll see. I think they I think they still have points for banned cards, even if they they are. No, banned. but if it's an errata, then it's not banned. It's just it's modified. Just All right, and then uh, on the yeah. Uh, what about what about Lebo Ryan? So custom Lebo um, I3, after you defend or perform an attack, if you spent a Calculate token, gain a Calculate token. Which is nice because uh, Lebo is just a single Calculate ship as the custom version. Uh, so it's good to, if you've spent it for defense and still want something for offense, you'll still get that back. Um, it's kind of like an internal 
Garvin Hera, where you're just going to keep having it over and over, except it's just to calculate, and it's only for yourself. Defensively, he's like Luke in that he always yeah. has uh, an eyeball mod. So that's nice, especially with that much health into agility mm-hmm. until someone gets range one of you. I, I have to I imagine that getting a K2SO in your squad to throw an extra Calculate 2 Lebo has to be at least some priority if you're already committed to Lebo. I mean, we don't know if this will just get a crew slot anyway. I assume it will. I don't this mean, is the custom I mean, one. Yeah, yeah. but well, C-3PO remember, Old Lebo didn't let you do that before. No. It's, a, old, it's the old same Lebo ability, is isn't it? I, I don't yeah, it's the same ability. This it was uh, when you spend uh, calculate you get another one I back. Looked at extended ships in forever. <laughs> I believe it's the same. So if you would spend your calculate to C three PO, then you would get one back at the end of the oh, round. Oh, it is the same ability. It is the exact huh. same ability. Okay, yeah. never knew. Oh, so you're uh, saying like if you have C three PO and you can say I'm going to I'm going to spend a calculate to calculate. guess one, and then, then get you roll it back. one. And then you get a calculate. So you can see the 3PO every defense. Every single one, yeah. That's probably not going to be allowed. Don't count on that. Maybe- At this point, I don't know. Is it really going to break Maybe- it versus what is currently available? That's true. I, I do want to mention one thing before we before we move on to more speculative things. Uh, I, I won't... <laughs> what is your guess? Can you scroll down a little bit, Dion, so everybody can see what I'm talking about? Uh, what is your guess on if Dash is going to roll one less defense dice or roll one fewer defense dice? <laughs> oh, it's less on the sensor blackout for Lebo and fewer on the sensor blackout for Dash. Should be fewer. Fewer. It should be fewer. If we but... get both, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I sure it's just so so noticed it and uh, uh, you have, will have to assume that they will choose one word to go with, but you know, for now, Travis says the lesser of two evils, um, <laughs> no lesser. Uh, so before uh, uh, we move on from the, I, I did do uh, research on. The titles in the points document, they only differentiate them by their restrictions. So this one says scum, fire spray, and the other one says separatist or scum, fire spray. It's the only way to tell the difference between the two. So, possible. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. if, if they're, if they're going to be exactly the same and there's no in the the restrictions on it don't have i mean the current outrider card what restrictions does it have on it yeah, it's just 100 2400 only right so it even says rebels so if it doesn't say rebel I, I would guess it's gonna end up just being an errata yeah. unless it ends up getting the scum and um rebel tag as well i feel like mm-hmm. scum is only gonna have the ship in sl form Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, this currently says Rebel 2400, so if they just said 2400 or something like that, they would actually just make it different somehow. Alright, let's bring the fun stuff. These, these new ones. Yeah, let's talk new stuff. It this is old stuff. Seems more fun here. Yeah. 
Go for it, Marcel. Pick one. All right. Whichever so one you want I'll to do. do uh, I'll do dash uh, since it's at the top. So dash, uh, standard loadout dash. It's going to have also the three Voltai attack, the two agility, six health, four shields. Uh, in it for himself. Um, I don't know. You guys probably get that reference. I don't know. Uh, it says, uh, after you gain a red token as a result of moving through or overlapping an obstacle, you may transfer that red token to a friendly ship at range 0 to 1. Um, okay. I, I, I don't think this is better than the other ability. But, it is not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it has the same sensor blackout basically uh, the donut of death. And then um, a new upgrade, an elite pilot talent. Is it still called elite pilot talent? Or what are they called now? Just talents. talents. A talent. They used to be EBTs, but now yeah. they're just talents. Uh, after another friendly ship at range zero to two is destroyed, before it is removed from the play area, transfer one of its green tokens to yourself. Um, interesting. I think um, probably better at a lower initiative. A ship but okay uh it's not great not terrible seeker missiles this these, this is interesting this is a new missile uh it requires a target lock uh front attack arc so now it allows you to have a front attack arc and have the bow type pointing sideways spend a charge during the modify attack die step you may spend up to two additional charges there's four charges total to change a focus result to a hit uh for each basically you can use the charges as focus tokens um up to two up to two yeah rolling three dice and you can do up to two so you can spend three charges in one attack um and i i mean i think that's pretty cool because it gives you the um the front arc missile and then still be able to keep the the um, the bow tie pointed to the side in case somebody gets in front of you because it that's the proper place to put your bow ties is on the side. <laughs> Especially on a ship that doesn't want to get range one. Oh, yeah. Especially the ship that can barrel roll, too. A big base barrel roll completely increases or decreases a range band. You barrel towards something, you're going to at, like increase your range band. It increases it, so which for dash is huge, that, ha that wants to take those sniper shots. And then uh, Lebo, as, as a crew carrier, actually this one's a new version of Lebo. Uh, after you repair a damage card, you may perform an action from your action bar. So it allows you to repair a crit um, and still do focus target lock or whatever it is that you want. Rotate. Think about this too. You, when you get dealt a direct hit, you get dealt a face down and you repair this card. You can get an action in engagement via that. You can get an action by not doing a straight move with loose stabilizer because you repair the card after taking the damage. Oh, yeah. You get it when a fuel leak triggers off you because that gets repaired when it gets dealt the extra damage card. Um, I like the loose stabilizer one because, yeah, you do a, you, you do a turn or something like that. Uh, you take your focus and one. you can do focus lock or something like that. Yeah, I yep. didn't. I didn't think about that so basically any any card not any because panic pilot technically gets repaired after you take two stress but you're not getting actions after being stressed um disable power regulator once you're fully ionized if you have i don't think that one works because you're ionizing your whole activation but you flip the card when you perform the ion maneuver 
Well, so I think you'd be stuck there without it. No, I, but, I think but that's probably right. It comes yeah. in. It comes into play. Uh, if you ionize and you bump into something, you can take the focus as a white focus versus a stress focus from the bump. Sure. Okay. Oh, sure. So I, I mean, like it, it's silver lining. Yeah. So I mean, get a stress out. I think your main uh, use is going to be, hey, I just got hit with a direct hit. Let me roll away from all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bad, all bad. Don't <laughs> like that Vader range one shot. Roll away. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the Outrider title, which we read a little bit earlier, that basically gives you the juke and the uh, additional die uh, at range three. Yeah, so four dice at range three and a juke past uh, an obstacle. Um, it says obstacle, so does... I always get confused with the obstacles uh, that are placed as a result of an action. So are those... Those are you know, treated like as the blaze, like the blaze bomb and all that. Is that that's not? Yeah, yeah, they're obstacles, including debris or uh, electro shaft clouds are de obstacles and. Mm -hmm. I will I say know that. I Williamson talking or not. I'm sorry, like <laughs> coming in. Sorry. Oh, Will's talking. Nothing's happening. And nothing's happening. Yeah. There you go. Try again. I mean, I mean that. Uh, <laughs> All right. Just... Good Rabbit. question. <laughs> Scum That's needs more stuff in general, so he they might just immediately see more play there anyway. Yeah, I think. Um, and I, I mean, I'm 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 thinking I, it can't be more than seven points. Um, Definitely not. Six points seems a little too cheap. Uh, I think six for Lebo and seven for Dash sounds about right, but it's, assuming that it's seven points. Seven's mm -hmm. a lot. Seven's a big like, number. Seven's Poe Falcon. You say six? Seven's Ray. Seven's Vader. Seven uh, is... Seven's Boogeyman Solo. Yeah. yeah. On, right? This is not touching any of so them. So you're thinking six? Six seems pretty reasonable. Well, would you say six for both? Dash like and Dash. Lebo? I don't know about Lebo. I, don't I mean, Lebo. you can't have a five-point... Two agility, ten health. Four Manaru. This is exactly what Manaru is. Yeah. Manaru is one less shield. Yeah, but Lebo's I three. Throwing four dice. Lebo's also I three. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're gonna hunt down Lebo and kill him. Manaru is absolutely throwing four dice with Gar Saxon. Sure. I think yeah. well, Dash is probably the stronger to answer your question in the scum faction because mm -hmm. uh, Dash probably has more helpers to fight off the things that are going to be swarming around him. Okay. Like Fang Fighters love knowing that all of your opponents are going to be clumping around Dash right. and and just go up in there, get, get <laughs> Fen Rao doing range go one. <laughs> yeah, go right up in there and Fen Rao's just going to be right there waiting behind you. Yeah. Yes, come into the donut hole where you're going to hurt Dash and Finn is going to kill you. Yep. <laughs> All right, cool. 
Will, let's see. Let's or uh, sorry. We'll we'll have a, we'll right. have we'll, let's uh let's let's see if you can get through Lebo. Let's see if the gods allow it. Okay. Nope. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let Paul take it. Paul, take it. <laughs> oh, okay. Scroll it a little to the right so I can see it. Cause oh, I sorry, I got cut off there. Yeah. Er, nope. Oh. Sorry, technology. Oh. Please hold. Please hold. There we go. Well, so he has, for one thing, he has the standard secret missiles, Outrider, and Sensor Blackout that we've already talked about. Um, but his pilot ability is at the end of the engagement phase, you can spend a Calculate token to acquire a lock on an enemy ship at range 2 to 3. So not in his little Sensor Blackout area, um, but in the range 2 to 3, assuming you have a spare Calculate token, you can get a free lock for next turn. So next turn, secret missiles or something. And then he's an efficient processing guy so he's much like most of the robots that are cool uh when he forms a calculate action he gains a calculate token so he has two calculates instead of one and also for some reason he has lock into a, a linked red rotate i'm like i don't think dash had no dash doesn't have it no he doesn't mm -mm. i don't yeah. I don't know why, but he has a, a link red rotate. For I mean, some he's, reason. he's always going to be locked. Uh, uh, and it's, I mean, with his ability is at the end. So basically he is not rehashing his calculates like permanently, like the old Levo. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think what you do with his turn. abilities, you set up your secret missiles with him and then you're always going to be trying to calculate if you can, if you don't have to barrel roll. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know how good he is. <laughs> I mean, four dice at range three is always good, <laughs> especially with the juke effect. Yeah. Uh, so it's, he's not bad. Uh, he's also initiative three, and you know, with a donut that turns him into a Y wing. Um, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. definitely like the the dynamic or the identity of this ship is not from either pilot ability. It's from the title and the chassis. Mm -hmm. And the secret missiles, which are really nice, actually. I think it's it's kind of cool to see, like, an actual usage of the missile slot from these YT chassis that normally just throw those out the window. Um, it's actually a good missile. I mean, yeah, it's a double-modded double attack out of the front. Double-modded well once, but, for sure. Yeah. Maybe twice if you only need to spend an eyeball charge once. Or just, or just roll natties. No problem. Yeah, yeah. And this is expected in September, right? This is the thing is what I saw? I think they yeah, said they, October. They pushed, they pushed it back to, I think it was September 30th. Okay. So effectively. Is it releasing with the bombers or are they being staggered? I would assume they'd be together. I think they're the same day. They're trying to be the same day. Put them in the same I know, box. I know the date they have for the bombers was before Nova because we're like... Paul, is it in time for Nova? And the answer was yes at that point in time. Yeah, if, if they move it to September 30th, obviously it will not be legal for Nova. But uh, but yeah, I, I was really sad to see that they pushed it back. Because yeah, now now Nova's going to be basically the same kind of meta as, uh, as Gen Con, effectively. Or it's well, going to be a reaction say, to that. The, you can, the next evolution of the evolving meta, let's yeah. call it that way. Yeah, it'll be, if uh, if everyone's playing Han because Bartage won with Han, and then maybe Gen Con, everyone's playing uh, 
um, like Arcs and Padme and Anakin from, because of my win, then maybe everyone at Nova is going to be playing whatever everyone, the guy who wins uh, Gen Con does. So who knows? Maybe it's just going to be a dis- rotation of uh, of powerful lists. I think Ray. I could definitely I see something Ray that... there. Not I definitely want to try Ray and Poe T seventy together again. The, the four ship like Ray Poe four point thing BB eight, but also like Arcs and Han. The, both of those, if if Arcs show up more because of Paul's win at Plusso, I already figure like Han hates crits, and so do Arcs. Vader's really good at bringing crits. It's like there's that Empire part of it too. Mm-hmm. Vader's there providing crits. You have Soont here as another I six to contend with the double sixes that we see in some of these lists. And so, or Rack, who's also bringing crits and is really hard to bring down. Quick. Um, I feel a little sad that um, Republic gets Oddball and the other arcs at four. And the Rebel arcs uh, like Nora, you know, they're all kind of not... They're not... Um, I'd like to play some Nora. I think it'd be nice to get Nora at four, just so yeah. just to see some Rebel arcs in, on the table. Yeah, <clears throat> Nora's kind of terrifying at four. I don't know about well, that. So, so is Oddball and Wolf and, and those well, guys. Nora's a whole other story. Just yeah. literally get a, a, an added evade, just being range one of any enemy ship. I don't see a problem with that. I do. Well, uh, with that, we're going to bring the show to a close. Um, one one critique for AMG that I realized la- or th- this week, I realized that on their website, they don't have a li- – unless I haven't seen it. Maybe this you can correct me. They don't have a list of their releases that have happened. So like previously, and I know the only thing we can do is compare to what was the past, but Fantasy Flight Games, you could click on X-Wing releases and you would be able to see it all in order. Everything listed. I would love I would love a list cuz with me trying to get caught back up with my personal collection and all that, I was like, "Wait, what what's been released and there's it's very difficult to like piece it all back together uh i know enough people to get it done but i'm thinking yeah. an out an outside person uh not so no, much it gets really hard because even now i'm trying to build like i didn't realize until today that i do not own a uh, republic z95 so i i ended up just using like a rebel one since they have the same dial mm-hmm. uh you know when i went to uh to, uh I, so i went to go play today uh, that was the first time I went to the league night on Mondays because usually we do the podcast. But yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that I didn't own that. I thought I did. I mean, mm-hmm. but I guess not. <clears throat> so it, it's it's a little bit hard to to do um, kind of a head count of where you are, and then when you build something and you're and you and you realize like, hey, that's not there. Yep. Just, just, just a little critique there, AMG. I think it would be helpful. I think it would help you. Like, oh, I don't have that as part of my collection. Let me go buy it. You link it up to the Asmodee website. Done. Easy. Maybe it's on the Asmodee. Here's a question for you. Speaking of Asmodee. Yeah. Um, some people pulled the image on the Asmodee uh, pre-order section for the YT2400, the back of the packaging. Ah, uh, yes. And it says it does come with eight upgrade cards. 
Oh. What do we think the chances are that either mercenary or seeker missiles become actual separate upgrades and not only standardized? Well, let's assume an outrider is one, and then there's probably going to be like trick shot or something. That's true. Outrider assume both for the custom true. ones, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But Take I mean, I think that. Crew. Yeah, I think that's that. That's. Yeah, Dash and Levo as a crew members, that makes sense. Um, I don't know if it, it'll be old Levo or new Levo, like the whatever the new Levo uh, was. But I would like that missile. I mean, and I would like that missile not to be gated by like, oh, Rebel only or Scum only or anything like that, because that's that's a really good missile. Um, I don't think being able to double had mind. a secondary weapon that's only been faction specific. I don't either, what? but that doesn't mean I'm saying I wouldn't like it. <laughs> If it well, were. I was about to yell something, but he got cut off. He's going <laughs> to yell one point, and it's going to finally come through, and it's going to blow our <laughs> Alright, so eight, eight, eight upgrades. If if we just look at what we have here, right? So Mercenary, Secret Missile, uh, Lebo Crew, Outrider. There's a Dash Rendar yeah. Crew. Dash right? Crew was a thing before, yeah. Alright, that's six. Uh, maybe you get an extra seeker missile and an extra mercenary, and that makes mm, eight. <clears throat> I don't think you would get multiple. Also, I would hope not. as Marcel said, is like a like this works with the ship and the customized version. True. That in there maybe. Actually, since we have Paul on, uh, I, and then this is a scum release, I'm still waiting for Boba Fett crew to make its way to 2.5. Oh man, I would love to to get my boy <laughs> Boba Fett back. <laughs> That was one of my favorite upgrades. Like that was like Same. just like oop, you're gone. And for those who started playing 2.0, 2.5, uh, Paul, what? Uh, so just real quick, like say, well, uh, ability what, what was and why, and why? Like why am I? Why are we saying you? Uh, so Boba Fett was, was the card I designed after winning the 2014 Worlds because back in the day, they made a well they made us they gave us the opportunity to design cards when we won uh, the big tournaments. So Boba Fett was uh, my second card. So that was 2014 Worlds, and yeah, if you dealt a face-up damage card during attack, you can discard Boba Fett to go fly over there and steal one of their upgrade cards and destroy it. So uh, basically the whole point of it was I hated advanced cloaking device on Whispers and I wanted to destroy them. And I also, I, I think this was before Palpatine, but that was probably the thing he got the most use of was mm -hmm. uh, shooting um, shooting Imperial shuttles and having Boba Fett fly over and grab Palpatine and boot him out the airlock. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like how much fun would it be to be like, hey, Han Solo, no more Biston. Yeah. Oh God, I would oh, love yeah. to take out Piston. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I always heard Paul that you wanted to take out engine upgrades on large base ships with that. Oh, that that too. Yeah, taking out the because engine upgrades just gave you a boost. Yeah, to ships that never normally had it. So yeah. people who are used to like decimators not boosting, decimators used to boost because people took engine upgrade on it. Um, my favorite was uh, the delivery system was Ketsu Bosk, and it was on Bosk all the time. And my favorite was knocking the TLT off of uh, Ghost uh, VCXs that could mm -hmm. double tap the TLT. But my favorite instance of it was knocking off a TLT and dealing a blinded pilot crit when I was in their primary arc. So not only did I get rid of the TLT shot, I got rid of the four die shot that would have been coming at me. Even. 
because all blinded pilot is not not letting you mod with anything except forces. You just couldn't shoot that round. Oh yeah, I forgot that. That was a weapons to that was weapons disabled yeah. card. Oh god. All right. Well, guys, well, the way the way we bring yeah. that back is very simple. It's right here, the wing blast rocket pack. Okay, it's a Mandalorian battle harness. Uh, you bring it in as a as an upgrade for for a Mandalorian. What and, is that? And uh, <laughs> that looks from, like a it's from, toy. It's from Legends. <laughs> it's from Legends. I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta sell some toys. That's right, mm -hmm. and uh, and that giant missile maybe rips off an upgrade or two. You know. <laughs> well, thank you all for uh, for listening and watching Gold Squadron podcast. Be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron out. <laughs>